Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Okay, well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Master the Chaos. I am Amber Anderson, and I'm the owner and the face of Refine for Wedding Planners, wherein I have the honor and privilege of serving wedding planners in the industry across the world. And so it's a really exciting position. And I've been in the industry for 13 or so years, both as a wedding planner, an educator, and also did social corporate events prior to that. So it's been the better part of my adult career. I am an Enneagram 8 with a wing 7, so I've got a little bit of spicy, a little bit of fun, kind of like that mix of a combo there. Um, and so I think that that, you know, with the left brain, right brain, work mode and creative mode, and then those two Enneagram things, I'm kind of a mixed bag over here, but it works. I'm a wife. I'm a soccer mom. I get my first free spring weekend this weekend. We're in, we have no games. So I'm really excited. I'm going to go park my butt at the lake and just relax. So I know that uh, some of you all have experienced those busy, busy springs this year and know what that excitement feels like to just know that you have a weekend off coming up. I if you've been around for a while, I'm a big John Krasinski fan. This um, kind of fell into place for me over 2020 when I started, you know, we all got locked up and I was taking on all these, I was watching The Office, binging The Office and whatnot. But I have recently discovered Matt Reif. And if you are not familiar with Matt Reif, go, go onto TikTok and find Matt Reif and watch all of his TikToks. He's a comedian and he's hysterical. So that's my new find. All right, real quick before we get started, I'm going to do a shameless plug for Instagram and we're going to um, dive into two disclaimers before we go much further. So real quick, if you're not following me on Instagram, please go do that. And you can also click the link in that bio and find our Facebook group if you're not a member of that. The Facebook group is more community oriented with um, ideas and support and sharing. And the Instagram is where I kind of share more of my like, you know, business hacks and ideas and things like that. So two kind of different style platforms. For our first disclaimer, I just want to say that it's not what you know, it's about what you do with what you know, right? So you're going to hear things today, this evening that you have heard before, or that maybe you could teach yourself, right? But sometimes when we hear things, we got to hear it just right in the right season or the right emphasis or right tone. And so just come to the table open-minded in that way, all right? So our second note here is that we're not all moms. Okay, everyone listening to this may be in different places in their life, have different wishes, desires, hopes, dreams, all of that. This was marketed more towards kind of the mom world as um, has been requested. We've, we've had a lot of requests for talking about motherhood in this industry because there is zero education on it. There's zero support and community around that. And so I decided to offer that. But if that's not where you are, this information will still apply to you because chaos is chaos, right? Like maybe your house flooded and you're remodeling. That's chaotic. Maybe um, your spouse got laid off and you're just kind of having to figure that out. 
this rank, that's chaotic. There's a lot of sources of chaos, right? So I will be using some mom language in here and I'm gonna be sharing my story, which is very mom centric, but please do your best to apply that to wherever you are. And um, I would love to hear in the chat where you are, where, where, what, what brings you here? What, um, why, why this session? And like, what, what, um, maybe some of you are moms, maybe some of you are in college or getting a grad degree or, um, are close to retirement. Like, where are you? Life? Share, share that in the chat box. I would love engagement today. It's fun for us. And I need to pull it up on my end now that I've moved. Okay. I see it now. Um, Haley will be helping us with that too. So with the chat box. Real quick, stick with me till the very, very end. I've got an awesome freebie that I'm really proud of. Um, I think that you'll love it. I think it's going to be really helpful for taking action on some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So, Melissa, you were saying um, overwhelmed with the amount of work and major mom guilt about being so busy and sometimes working late. You, child just walked out and I'm out of bed to say, my, saying mommy. Yeah, no, I totally, totally get it. Um, You'll probably at some point hear my children walking in the door. Um, they're at their grandmother's house right now. So we'll just go with the flow tonight, okay? Our agenda is, like I said, I'm going to share a little bit about my story. I'm going to talk really fast to maximize our time. So um, there will be a recording that will get sent out so you can reference back to it if you need to. We're going to talk about boundaries, both at home and in the workplace. We're going to talk about communication with your SLP, which stands for Significant Life Partner. Um, and for some of us, that might mean a roommate or a friend or a family member, okay? Um, we're going to talk about personal management and how that impacts our business success and mindset and growth. We're going to talk about alternate routes to success that allow for, you know, minimal effort, maximum resor results, all right? And then we're going to talk about confidence builders. All right. So I just asked this question, actually, but yeah, it looks like you have some work in the comments. Georgia moved from Virginia to Georgia in the last two years, away from the connections and family and friends, basically starting over in a new state, and now a mom of two, plus a puppy. Oh my goodness, the puppies? <laughs> you know, you know, people always, you know, talk about puppies and kids and trying to compare them like, you know, puppies are just as hard as babies. Like it's an all night gig. They cry. You got to feed them constantly. They scratch things, they teeth. So two kiddos plus a puppy. That's, that's chaos for sure. Let's jump into my story. Some of you have heard pieces of this. This will not be new to some of you, but I think that hopefully in the way I tell it and then tie into some other things, there's a new um, thought process here and some just encouragement um, and whatnot. Kim is saying, yep, same as Melissa, graduating pre-K on Friday. Oh my gosh, already, Kim? Oh, that happened fast. Yeah. Um, mom, mom, Gail, we're missing those years. Um, yeah. You got a lab puppy too? Oh my goodness. Um, okay. No. Yeah. This is in this picture right here. We also had a puppy. We also, my son asked for a goldfish. So I named the goldfish Loco because it's like, why not? Life's crazy. Let's just, let's just memorialize this. So um, in this picture, you know, this has happy little Instagram moment, my husband, John, who I will now just refer to as John throughout this session, and I were just glorified roommates. There were, there was no relationship happening here, right? Like it was, it was, it was dicey. Uh, things were really hard. I had had two really high risk pregnancies back to back. I um, 
I really struggled um, with my health after my my firstborn. I was super um, malnourished and just really had a hard time bouncing back and got pregnant pretty quickly with my second, who then was at risk for stillbirth and all of these dramatic things. And so she they they took her early, and um, then I had severe postpartum depression, and I. Um, I baby had colic and she screamed and screamed and screamed for six to seven months, just like all day, all night. And, um, I had, I had a terrible, terrible client in the midst of this. I, I found out in the hospital with my second born that my maternity leave fell apart. I did not have a maternity leave with my first child because I didn't know how to do all of that. And so I was intentional the second time around and it fell apart while I was in the hospital and had this horrible client that in hindsight, I should have fired. I learned a lot there. Right. Um, and yeah, just like my health in general, just like continued to tank. I went into hypothyroidism. I was having heart issues because of that. And, uh, so there was a lot we had to deal with in that short time frame, and it was utter chaos. And I, I will say in all of that now I've, under, I have a better understanding of my strengths and the things that I can do. Right. Like, I mean, I did it right. And so it really sucked, but I'll say you know, obviously that's a lot and there's more before and after, right? Like that's only one, one glimpse into the, my lifeline. Right. But you know, what comes to mind for you? If you, if you are going through anything like that, or if you have, um, you have chaos in your life, that's, you know, even different or whatnot, I would love to invite you. And Haley's going to put this in, uh, the chat box, I would love to invite you to a one-on-one -on -one session with one of us to just talk about it and kind of get a feel. We have a really good thing going on in the Refine Collective where, where our members have access to be able to talk to us about this stuff and like encourage and guide and whatnot. So she's going to put a link in the in the chat box here to where you can come and talk about that stuff if you want to over the next few days. We've opened up some time to give you that opportunity, okay? Let's talk about my way out of that chaos. It's not an overnight thing, okay? And I, and I, you know, you'll you'll see some things on this screen. I shared some things already that like really are kind of a TMI sort of, you know, word vomit situation here. But I just feel like we can't really grow and learn and help each other if we're not willing to talk about stuff, right? And so I've just always been willing to do that and I have my husband's permission to do that as well. And that's just been kind of like a way that uh, we can look back at all that stuff and say it wasn't in vain, right? And so, um, so yeah, you're here in a, in a professional moment and I'm going to talk about vasectomies here in a second. So just let's go. Um, my way out of this involved a lot of things. As you see this list, there's no, like I said, you don't just show up to masterclass and get the magic potion and it's all solved. Right. But, you know, I started therapy. We did couples counseling, but we also, um, really leaned into individual therapy. And I think that's where the biggest, um, improvement came for us because as they say, you know, if you want something to change, change yourself. You got to work on yourself. And that really um, was powerful for both of us. I, um, there was a lot that I needed to let go in my, in my business, but I couldn't do that until I worked on myself and like even knew how to let go of things, right? Medication was a part of this. I, um, I think that, you know, there's this culmination of faith-based systems, therapy, medication, that all just like work together. So they're not mutually exclusive. And if anyone tells you it's one or the other, I think that's bunk. <laughs> um, and I would encourage you to not dismiss the other components there. Um, they can be really powerful. So I had to like really um, lean into some some medications that a lot of people find taboo and controversial and like, but like just brain 
stuff. And I think that, you know, as we talk about, um, you know, my child was at risk for being stillborn. I absolutely took care of it, right? Like my liver was failing while I was pregnant. I took care of it. So if your heart is beating funny, you're going to go take care of it. If your brain's not functioning well, go take care of it. This is, this is a medical thing too. Okay. It's not something you can just solve on your own or just in therapy or just through faith. All right. Vasectomy. It sounds so silly, but I'm just, I, this is what removed the biggest stressor for me because, because of the high risk situations and because pregnancy, as we came to know, could lead to death for me, like very realistically, um, not only because of the high risk of the pregnancies, but because of my suicidal tendencies following pregnancies, I knew I cannot, I cannot get pregnant again. That's not an option for me. That's too risky, right? Even with the support that I have, like we just, we don't need to do that again. And so I just like lived on these eggshells, like, oh my gosh, why do we get pregnant again? And like, I can't take birth control. It makes me bananas. And so I just used my words and I said, don't look at me, don't touch me until you do it. Like I, there's, there's no asking involved. I'm telling you, like, these are your choices. You either like have physical relations with me or you go get it all taken care of. Like those are your two choices, but it's not, we're not, you don't, don't touch me until you do. Okay. And that has still seven years later been a, such a sense of relief for me because it doesn't linger in the back of my mind. As I watch my friends have babies, they didn't plan to have and love those babies, but also didn't go through like the risks that I did. Right. And so I also had to advocate for my daughter's health because when they say, oh, she has colic, she's, that's just, that just happens with babies sometimes. Like, that's such bullshit. Like, we don't cry for no reason. Figure it out. Why is she crying? So I pushed and pushed and pushed until they actually ended up finding two medical conditions that could have been resolved if they had looked at it the first time I asked. So be an advocate in your home for things like that. I should have stopped breastfeeding with my first one. I played into a big part of my malnourishment. No one could have told me that in the moment, but I'm telling, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to say that out loud because I think we live in a society that puts a lot of pressure on women to nurse and breastfeed when that, when yes, that milk <laughs> by all scientific methods or whatever reasoning is like healthy or whatever and provides health and nutrition for our children is not always the healthiest thing if like we are suffering like if our bodies are also if, if I'm not healthy and I'm malnourished like that's not healthy for my child or me right and I should have I should have stopped that I should have put an end to that pressure on myself um I had to get my business back end in order I had to outsource some things I the wedding planning process kit was huge for me at this point in my business I was doing it all by myself I was figuring it all out this, I started my business before we had mentors and coaching and Facebook groups and, and things of that nature. And three years into it, I finally discovered Refine, which was started by this wonderful woman, Allison, and she mentored me. And I joined the Facebook group where there were 65 members and it felt like this little community and much like the Refine Collective feels now. And um, and I, I implemented these tools and processes and it like, I it sounds so dramatic, but I I got my marriage back. I got my motherhood back. I got my life back based on really focusing on these things, because here's what happens when you, um, when everything's in chaos, like we have to pause and work on something where they just all stay in chaos. Right. So I, I was able to do that, honestly, out of escapism. I was like, I just need to get away from the zoo at my house. And I focused a little bit on work. And then when that all got into alignment, I realized I had a little bit more energy for the things at home. 
and I figured out one other thing and I had a little bit more energy and I could fix the next thing. See where I'm going with that? So it's kind of like I said, there's no magic wave the wand. It's all done. It's a process. Okay. But you got to take one step before we get there in the first place. I also like really cleaned up my hiring process because that was a big reason my maternity leave fell apart. The payment structure did not motivate and incentivize them to stay. And I just had a garbage human in place for that, quite frankly. And so once I cleaned that process up, I didn't have turnover for five years. And um, I've got all of that. I've got all of everything I learned in a staffing kit that you can grab too on our, on our fine shop if that is a position that you're in. Boundaries at home. All right, here, there's a couple of, there's like three pretty significant things I want you to walk away with today. And this is what I'm about to say is one of them. The number of weddings that we book, I think gets out of control sometimes. I think that what happens is we think, oh, I'm going to book this wedding. I'm going to pay this particular bill. Or if I book two more weddings than maybe I had planned this year, great. I can do that, that trip to wherever this summer. And I think that's a really um, slippery slope of a business model to fall into. There are going to be seasons where we have to do that. Like it is what it is, right? We're in a recession or this is happening or that's happening. Like we just have to bring in that extra thing. We hit an emergency and we've got to, we just have to work some more than we planned, right? But ultimately I think that the chaos continues the more we book over what we should book. And if we can stop and pull and, and, and know our limit and maybe even book under our limit for a hot second and breathe so we can work on our business and work on our personal lives, then that stuff gets in order so that when, when it is in order, we can go back to growing and scaling in a way that doesn't feel like chaos. Once I did that, I really and truly got down to a 10, 15 hour work week, but it took working like a horse to get it in order. I mean, I was putting in more time and, and, and that does happen. Um, we do. And so, but I, but don't book more weddings and create more work, right? Look at the numbers, look at the spreadsheet and see if like, Hey, for the next six months, can we, can I pull back what I've already committed to? Like, can I, can we pull back? Is there something I can sacrifice, um, in the fluff account so that I can work less and get this stuff in order so that I don't always have to work this much. When it comes to work hours, I think that's a pretty obvious boundary. I think we all understand the value of that and it just comes down to the confidence to enforce it. But I want to talk about firing clients because of their abuse of your work hours. I think that, you know, firing a client is really hard. It's very stressful. And I personally think it's just as stressful as continuing the relationship, right? So like people are like, oh, I can do anything for three months. It's just three more months. Oh, it's just six more months. I said I would do it. I'm just going to finish it, whatever. I'll, I'll live after that. Like, I'm just going to hunger down and do it. Well, okay. It's going to be just as stressful to do that, for, but it's going to last for six months. Or you can just go through the, the intense stress of like a three-week period and firing them, right? Like it's, the stress is no different except for that one is fast. <laughs> it's like done. So I fire them, fire them. Um, and if you need help on that, let me know. And that use a one-on-one for that. Use that, that link that Haley sent for, you know, talking with us. I'm happy to walk you through that. I've got lots of templates for it. And it's something that I unfortunately had to do enough that I grew confidence around. And so I'm happy to, to help you with that. And it doesn't always end up okay. Like there is a bad review at the end of that sometimes, but that stress, you're by, by the time that wedding date rolls around, you're like way past it and you've got your life back. Okay. Equal distribution of labor at home, whether that be with a spouse, a life partner, a roommate, a friend, a kiddo at home, um, or just people that come into your home, like have expectations of your guests, okay? 
my, you know, everyone in my home is part of my like nuclear community inside my, inside the walls of my house. And we all play a part. Okay. So when my kids complain about having to put the dishes away, it's like, well, like who, who went to work and paid for those dishes and paid for the food that goes on those plates and made the food and, you know, took the time to like, make sure it was all meal planned and, and nutritious for you, right? Like put the dishes away. It's like all I'm asking, right? So I think one thing that we as women fall into this trap of is it's just easier if I do it myself because when my kids do put the dishes away, I typically have to redo it, right? They're, they're little and it's just kind of a mess, but they're never going to learn if I don't make them do it right? So yeah, it would be easier if I just did it myself the first time, but they've got to learn because then I will always be doing the dishes myself. Same with my husband. Like, yeah, it would be easier if I just do the grocery order online, but like, guess what? Even that takes me 30, 45 minutes to an hour sometimes. So like, if I always do it, he'll never learn like the process and the method to the madness. And he'll always call me from the grocery store with stupid questions that he could like he's really smart he has a really smart career like why does he have to call me from the grocery store I don't even want to call from the grocery store like go ask somebody I don't be smart right so like if we keep doing these things for them because it's easier for us it's not easier for us we will always have to do that so train them train them well and use your words and ask them and just distribute the labor okay honor yourself honor yourself and make sure that when you make a commitment to yourself you stick with it and you know if you if you make plans with a friend uh, or a client, you're not going to bail on that. So don't bail on yourself, right? I will say, if you decide, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read a book or whatever. And then the sun comes out and you're like, actually, I want to go for a walk. Like, that's fine. Bail on the book, go for a walk, but don't bail on yourself, on yourself. Okay. Honor yourself, honor your needs. Right. And talk about your dreams. Cause those are part of your needs. You know, if you're in a house like mine, where I have a very linear husband and I'm like this creative, like all over the place kind of pe person. I'm a daydreamer. I have to say, I'm just, I'm just dreaming. I'm just talking out loud because it freaks him out. Otherwise he's like thinking we're going to do 12 trips to Europe between now and December. If I don't follow up with like, that's a daydream. I'm thinking 30 years from now. Right. So, but talk about your dreams because they don't happen. If you don't talk about them, if you don't have people hearing those and supporting you and cheering you on and, and realizing what they need to compromise to help make some of those true and and how they can dream out loud and you be a part of that with them as well okay Haley I'm gonna let you take this slide uh like we did earlier today I thought that worked out really well that way you guys can have a break from my voice unmuting would be really helpful um sorry y'all um I was like, is my volume down? <laughs> just me um Amber and I have very similar perspectives in a lot of ways and different perspectives in a lot of ways. Um, cause I don't have a significant life partner or children. So I, a lot of the things that Amber is saying, I relate to, and also think apply to me, but, and to different, different people and all that good stuff. So anyways, going into boundaries, this is something that Amber has spoken into me and that I've learned through refine myself over my nearly a decade of doing this. And the main thing that you hear harped on all the time is ideal clients only. <laughs> so only book those people that make you like your job and want and make you and help lift you up. Um, and that's not always, you know, one size fits all. It takes time to find those, those specific clients. And sometimes you still get it wrong if you've been doing this for a long time. But part of what makes a client ideal is that they treat you as a professional partner. So they respect your job. They respect that you're offering a service, but they don't diminish you or treat you as smaller than you are. 
or speak to you unkindly. Amber use a, Amber and I use a phrase, clear is kind. <laughs> and I think that that's really important in these relationships that we establish with people. Part of that too is telling the client that, yeah, they do have some responsibility in the wedding planning process. They are responsible for meeting deadlines and answering you promptly and working within your scope and your process that you've set out for them, um, whether that be through the Refine portal or another platform like that. Putting responsibility back on them helps them understand how you can serve them as a professional. Um, part of that is communicating your expectations as well, letting them know, yes, this is what I need from you. Again, clear is kind. Um, and keeping things really, really clear for them is, is a great way to help you stay on track as well. And lastly, the most important thing, and you hear people talk about this all the time and it ebbs and flows and sometimes comes easily for people and other times it does not, but confidence works like a charm. So, you know, even if you might not know exactly what to say going into a situation, or you feel like you maybe got halfway there and not the whole way there. There are resources like the Refine Collective and uh, things like that that can help you prepare for answering those things and even walking things back if you need to maybe course correct. Um, as somebody who started in this industry really, really young, probably too young to be starting in the wedding industry, um, I had no choice but to come in, into it and be as confident as I could. And it was it was hard for a while. I second guessed myself, but there are reasons why I was really adept at it at a really young age. And I'm really glad that people like Amber and, you know, learning from processes that are in refine instilled the confidence in me that I have. So if you even just do one thing a day that makes you exercise that confidence, or if you are somebody that feels like you need the support of a community to help you build that confidence, the refine collective is a great place to find that. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are things that come out of my mouth sometimes and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my, I'm like just shaking, like going into it or in it, you know, but like, you just got to do it. And people think it, think you, you, they see the authority in that. Right. And they respect it. Yeah. I had one of those today. I had one of those today that I plan to post in the collective later. So we'll see what the community has to say about that. It always comes at a shocking, shocking time. (laughs) Yeah. I fired someone yesterday. (laughs) And I was, I was so confident about it. And I think part of why I'm confident about it, and I'll get into this in a little bit when we talk about confidence builders, but at some point you get so burned by things that you're just kind of like, I don't even like, here's my delivery, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, we talk about sharing our dreams and, and communicating with our, our significant life partner. And, and this can apply to like your team or your friends or, you know, your mom, I don't know, whatever. And, um, so, so these are just communication skills in general that we're going to talk out because these people in our lives don't always get it. They don't always understand it. And so we have to like, like I said earlier, we want to see change, sometimes we have to work on ourselves, right? So like, here are some things that we can, we can think through in that regard. Using our words, right? Like that's so like basic, like Instagram <laughs> therapy talk, right? Like we all hear that. Use your words, right? But it can be hard to know what our words are because we've got all these tabs open, everything's ping-ponging around in our brain. It's like, how am I really feeling about this? Or I know that I get, I fall into this um, cycle of like, I'll say, I'll say what I think I'm thinking. And then I, and then someone responds to it and I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not, I really don't know that that's what I think, you know, I'm like, I have to process it some more. And so it's just a process. It is a process. Well, um, I find journaling can be really helpful. And some of the journal prompts that I have found most helpful recently have been things like, how do I define success? When did I most recently feel successful? What would life need to look like in five years 
for it to feel successful. When was I just like, when was the last time that I was just like out of my mind, happy about something where I was just like looking at my life, like this, I'm living my, my dream. I'm this, this is, it's working, right? Like when, where was I, what was I doing? Who was I with? Um, and just asking questions like that, like, how am I like how, and, and if you want to dive deeper into that, Jenna Kutcher, who I think is a little too woo woo for me, but this book, her, how are you really book? Um, she's got 30 something prompts in there. If nothing else, go to her website and download prompts. And through these journal prompts, you start to find your words and your thoughts and like really where your heart is. And, you know, this is something that John and I have both done together and come to the table and talked about. And we have found like, we really were thinking about things more alike than we weren't like we were missing on stuff because of semantics and because he's a boy and I'm a girl and we have different languages, right? Like when we, we sat down and we like answered these questions more specifically, we realized like, Oh, we actually want more of the same than we thought. And it's been really helpful. And so that pushback and those assumptions kind of start to uh, fade out. Um, and, and, and so, you know, the whole boy girl language thing, like translation matters. Okay. So like, there was a season that I was like, just staring divorce in the eye. I wanted nothing to do with this marriage. I wanted out. I, um, I, and I called my cousin who was recently, she'd been a divorce about a year at that point. And I just like, I said, talk me out of this because Instagram makes it look fun. We're all just gonna get divorced and have parties and like live our second lives and like have our glow up. And like, oh, that sounds amazing. And that's what I want. But I ultimately, like, I don't want that. Like I, 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 marriage is hard. Um, relationships are hard. Staffing issues are hard. And we get, we fall into this trap of like, oh, it's toxic. Let's move on. Like, no, sometimes things are just hard. Deal with it. Like you signed up for it. Deal with it. Yes. There are things that are toxic that need to come to an end. Close the chapter in those, in those stories for sure. I was not in a toxic situation. I had built up in my mind. Oh, this is toxic and neglectful. And I was like such bullshit. Like I had done that to myself. Right. So what my cousin told me was like, you are expecting something of someone that's not fair. Like he's in first off, no human can completely understand you. That's not realistic. And you speak a different language. You have so many different, um, you're just different. You're meant to complement each other. You're not meant to fulfill each other. And there's all these other, other ways that we can fill our cups too, right? Like John needs to try. He needs to show effort that he cares to understand and know and see you. But like, it's not like, John can't do that. And so um, I, I did. I went and found other ways to fill that in different ways. And it helped tremendously. And even most recently, there's been this like just cycle, you know, you know, sometimes things will just like cycle up and you just like, can never resolve it. This thing just like pop back up again. I was like, oh my gosh. And so I finally called one of my guy friends from college and was like, this is what he said. Can you please translate this for me? And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. I get that now. And it just helped to have a translator. So think about, you know, pulling in tools like that. Give timeframes to things. And I mean that in two different ways. So like you might come across where there's, you know, you're not seeing eye to eye and one person gets mad and just walks away. And then if you're like me, you're like, excuse me, no, we're going to talk about this until we resolve it. Okay. And then the person gets more mad and is like, gone. Okay. So one thing that John and I had to discover early on was like, hey, John, if you just say, hey, I just need to go think about it. I'll be back in an hour or like, can I sleep on it? Or like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to process this, but I'm going to touch base tomorrow and kind of give you a pulse check of where my mind is. And then we'll go from there. Like, I just needed to know 
it would come back, right? So like there's a time frame involved with that. I think also too, like we can get into these, especially with us in the wedding industry, we have busy seasons. So it's really important that we communicate to the people in our home or in our lives in general and say, hey, look, and to our teams, oh my goodness, hey, this next month is going to be brutal. I, you know, we kind of established this good rhythm and there's like five or six things that like I do for you and you do for me, but like really over the next month or so, like I'll be good if I can hit two or three of those. So like how, what would you prioritize that I care for in your world? What do you need me to care about in your world to get us through this next month? Because I can't care for all of them. And then by June, if I haven't resurfaced and like check on me and let, let's find a way to, to like resurface, right? So give time frames to stuff. And make it really clear, like what's going to change in that window, and then it, and then it's temporary, or like what you need, and, and identify what they need. Okay, use real data. I think this is particularly important with teams, but um, even at home, you know, there are times where I'll come in like I want to do this, or John's like I don't want to do that, and you know, we've got these like ideas in our head that like oh we can afford that, like whatever, and then I'm frustrated because he tells me we can't. And I think he's just being, you know, a big meanie or whatever. And then we look at the numbers and like, oh, <laughs> we can't afford that. Like, okay. And then it's easier for me to let it go because it's not personal. It's like the data is right there in front of me. We either can or we can't, or we have to adjust priorities. And I have to sacrifice something else somewhere. I have to sacrifice something else somewhere else. Okay. Be fair in that. Like, I think when you use real data, you're you're more likely to be fair. So come to the table with fair things, with the open mindedness to say, hey, we're maybe we're not speaking the same language. Let's go translate that, or, um, you know, just the idea that like we <laughs> there's a mirror that we can look at ourselves. But there are going to be situations where people just aren't willing to hear you, aren't willing to 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 love you and and see you and make that effort. And and if that's the case, I just want to hug you through the computer and, and tell you like, go find the right people, go find the right people. And I'm not just, I'm not going to sit here and be like, go abandon what you have. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. But like, do try to fill your cup where you can. Okay. And, and, and work through the other things, um, as you can, uh, find people the refined collective is there for you. I've got that office hour available for you. Um, we're, we're here to do that with them for you because we get each other. Wedding planners get each other. Like we don't, we can just go travel with our girlfriends on the weekend. That's not how it works. So, but refiners do that. We do we do that during the week, and it's been really cool over the last few years as we as we've done that. It really, really does take a village, and that's something that I expect of refiners to show up for each other. And inside the collective, as we've been talking about, like someone will say, "Hey, Mayday, Mayday, I need to get on the phone with somebody." And every time I've seen that, which is not, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, like there's a phone call. And Kim, I know that you're one of them because like you're you're someone that picked up the Mayday call recently. You got bragged on. I haven't even told you this. I was doing an office hour recently and someone was like, oh my gosh, I was, I needed to talk to someone. And Kim said, all right, let's do it. And you apparently you were very generous with your time and like, thank you. So um, but that's what we do for each other. And so we really expect that and you can know that you will get that from people. Um Let's talk about personal management and how that dives into our, um, how that's connected to our business management. Um, purging is a big deal. And, you know, we got into this like Marie Kondo world of like, does it give us joy? Does it spark joy or whatever it is? I never watched it because I'm great at purging. <laughs> I'm like, throw it all away. Um, but, you know, the stuff builds up. Um I have to have real boundaries with my in-laws and with my own mother about the stuff they bring to my kids in the house. I don't bring home party favors from birthdays. I don't provide party favors at birthdays. I'm not going to contribute to that 
piece of society. I think it's just wasteful. And I think it's one more thing for kids to fight about. I think it's one more things for mom to step on and break their toes over and like put away. And it's just, I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, tech stuff, purge it. Um, I, one thing that I had to do for a while was, you know, I, I had my iPhone and I took all of my work apps off of it and I took social media off of it. So then when I was out and about, I could still have my camera and my weather app and my maps and like the things I needed to, you know, function out there, but I didn't have the distractions. And cause it's not as simple as turning the notifications off for me. Anyway, that's a big part of it. I do have those off, but I need to just remove access because my brain just goes straight to it. Um, and so then I put everything else on an iPad so that I could, because it was still easier for what I do with my job, how it's so social media centric. I needed the, that kind of technology. So I got a, a really cheap iPad just for that kind of functionality during the day at specific times. And what I ended up doing was reforming my habits. So I was able to put those things back on my phone without being obsessed with them and, and having that like addictive thing with it. And yeah, sure. I still have moments where I'm like, oh crap, I'm being distracted now. But like, it's, it's really helped. Um, work in a clean space. Okay. That's, we don't have to believe around that. You know how clutter is. Clutter, just clutter on the desk is clutter in the brain. So make sure you work in a clean space, a bright space, an inspired space, a space that, you know, um, it allows for productivity. This one's big. I think it's really pertinent that we cross off all medical issues. Like, are you tired because it's been a busy season and a long day? Or are you tired because something's going on with your thyroid? Are you stressed? Because it would make sense environmentally, like world's upside down. So of course we're stressed. Or are those symptoms of fatigue and like muscle, you know, feeling tight and headaches and all these other things, insomnia and whatnot, gaining weight, I don't know, all these different things can also be symptoms of other things, right? So like rule it out, make sure it's, don't just assume that it's stress. Don't just assume it's a headache that won't go. And like, oh, my eyes are just, I just need to get, my eyes are just, I'm losing my eyesight or whatever. Like, cause I, that was me. I had a headache for almost six months and I was like, I'm really convinced it's my eyes. But at one point I was like, I should probably go really have that checked. Like maybe it's not just my eyes. Like who you don't need to have a headache for six months. And so cross those things off before you assume and 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 just live with it because then it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um do not disturb. I already talked about notifications, but make sure you really adhere to those. Like turn them off and tell your team like, hey, I'm gonna go into like plane mode for a little bit. I'm not going to be available. So if you have questions, tell me now or schedule that time with your team in advance so that they know that those are the the times during the week they can really come and have your access to you. Um, defensive calendaring. Uh, some of y'all have probably heard me talk about this. And what I mean by defensive calendaring is I find it most productive for me and you can find what works for you, but like two days a week are computer work, two days a week are meetings. And then there's a flex day in there for whatever overflows. Okay. Or just take the day off. So I, I, I don't want to, I, meetings for me have to be stacked. Okay. And when I say stacked, I mean like really stacked, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock or 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And then I'll take a two or three hour break. And then I'll have one more to, to close out my day or something like that. But when I do every other hour, like I get nothing done between those. Sure. I can, I can uh, shoot off some emails and some quick things like that, but nothing about that feels productive to me because it takes so much time to get back into a groove on something that by the end of the day, I'm like, I didn't, I don't, 
feel like I got anything done. And that messes with my head, even though maybe I did. I, I did those meetings and I, I cleared out some emails. That is productive, right? But I also need to feel productive because it's like a momentum thing for me, okay? A um, couple other things here. Outsourcing our personal lives makes a huge difference in our business lives. I cannot make money walking my dog. It has to get done. I can't make money uh, running my errands. I spend too much money running my errands. I am an impulse buyer. Like in caps, oh, that looks cute. Let me grab three of those, every color, please. And thank you. I So it's, I, it's more efficient for me to pay someone to do those things for me. It costs less than outsourcing things in my business. It's stuff I don't feel like I have to control. It's not client-facing things that seem to matter to me. Like there's only so many ways to walk a dog. Like just go walk the dog. Like just go pick up the stuff from Target. Here's the list. Like I don't have to control that, right? So it's out of mind. It's not like, it's not a burden to me. And again, it costs less. It costs less. And then there's, like I said, there's less risk there. So outsourcing my personal life has freed up a lot of time in my business world as far as like just like brain space and creativity and whatnot. And then also because that personal stuff gets done, I don't have to do it when the kids come home. I don't want to do it on the weekends when we need to spend time together as a family. Like we're not always like, oh, piles of laundry everywhere. Like we don't, we don't live that way anymore. And it's given us so much harmony in our life, which has allowed our businesses to, it's just alleviated stress in our business as well. Okay. Turn off the Wi-Fi. Like I said a minute ago, do not disturb plane mode. We get so much done on planes because there's no internet, right? So that's why the refine portal, if you're not familiar with that, um, is so helpful because it's a it's a, a tool that you can use to plan with your clients that can work offline. And if you can if you can find times to work on a specific client and turn everything else off, that's so helpful. Okay. Or like download, use like um do your content creation time with nothing else on so that you know you're not going to be tempted to check in on something else. Even if you have your notifications off, I can still pull up Facebook on my computer, right? So just turn it all off. And then be okay with authenticity. I think that, you know, as the world turned upside down a few years ago, we've all hit different walls and we've all um, had moments where we didn't feel like ourselves or, you know, had to reassess our ideal client or what we were trying to do and serve. And, you know, we added levels of service and are having to pull back and like clean it up and all that stuff. And part of that is like just rediscovering who we are in and of ourselves. And if you haven't already, I, you know, encourage you to go check out my most recent podcast, um, about this, like who is refined, what is refined and who are we serving? Like, I think I had to really have a, a, a reckoning with like, who am I? And like, what, what is my thoughts? How can I be true to myself? And, I, and when I'm true to myself, like things just work better, okay? This part I love. <laughs> Let's talk about alternate routes. So maximum results with minimum effort, okay? I'm a big old cheater when it comes to uh, minimizing effort here, okay? Bill Gates, love him or hate him, I hear you. Uh, one of he's quoted uh, in the last couple of years saying, you know, I choose lazy. I choose a lazy person to do the hard job because the lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Quite frankly, and it's funny because I was um, taking a break between sessions today, and I came across a TikTok where the, this these guys uh, work in a pizza place, and you know they got the pizza boxes all stacked, or whatever, and they they folded some more, and and these two guys are trying to like toss that the stack is so high they can't reach the top anymore, so they're trying to toss the box up at the top, okay, and this girl comes around and she looks at them like what are you doing, and she like from the bottom of the stack just it, they're so light, it's just cardboard, she like lifts it up and like slides the box in there, like you know like they're they're spinning their wheels, they're burning so much energy trying to get it up there when it's like we're just 
cheat a little, <laughs> like lift it up and stick it under there, right? Like find those ways. So like lazy is a negative word and cutting corners is a negative um, frame of mind. But really what that means is, is finding the efficient way, finding the way to like be the person that's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want it to take an hour. Like, how can I do this in 45 minutes? Those kinds of people that like don't want to spend an hour on stuff are going to figure out how to do it in 45 minutes. They're just going to figure it out. So become that person. Okay. And what that means is that the lazy entrepreneur, lazy in the context we're using here, is going to far outweigh the perfectionists. They're gonna, they're gonna succeed because the heavy truth here is that, like I said, you can't show up to masterclass and think the answers are just going to fall into your lap without the willingness to let go of stuff, right? And and perfectionism is this like it's it's a trap. We it's hard to let go of things, okay? And that's part of why I let someone go this week because there was a lack of trust. It was just too much like paranoia and perfectionism in, involved with that. And I, I, I'm not going to live with that stress over me as, um, you know, a service provider. And so I either, it's either an emphatic yes and let, I trust you and let's do this or it's I, like I, I can't do that. And so um, the perfectionism, you know, we say done is better than perfect and, and that's easier said than done. And, and it's not as simple as that. We've got to have good quality, right? Like don't lose quality, but think about quantity, right? Like we can shift our quantity and still maintain quality, right? Because I said earlier, like pay attention to the number of weddings you're booking. That quantity matters because if you book to pay that next bill, you're losing the best of you with that new client or the clients that you've already committed to because now you're spread even more thin. Okay. Again, I know that sometimes you just have to do that, but don't spread yourself thin. Um, for a list of things to let go, uh, for a format, uh, I've created this, I've, I've created um, kind of a worksheet for you all, wherein, yeah, I've got, I've got a list of things that you can let go and you can go and adjust it and, and, and personalize, customize it for yourself and for your own needs and things that you're willing to consider in your lives. And it's kind of like a little personal contract you can make with yourself. And because I said, we're going to honor ourselves, right? So I want you to look at it and I want you to come up with, I want it to feel good to you and, and, and for you to adjust it in the way that you need to. Um, but I want you to, to think about the things that you can let go, because like I tell couples, like I've told couples for years and years, you know, you're, you're working on an invitation and you're considering three or four fonts and they're all beautiful. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm a designer, I'm a graphic designer, so I have to pick the right font. It's like, well, they don't know what four fonts you compared. They're all beautiful. Like just pick one. No one's judging you off of that, right? And so that's what I kind of mean by done is better than perfect. Like make a decision and keep moving. Don't stop tinkering. Don't tweak and tweak and tweak to death. So look at this personal contract. And then also within that, there's just kind of a, um, a daily journal like routine idea that you can consider that might be helpful. Okay. I know everyone's brains thinks very differently on that, but stick with me to the end and you'll get that. Last thing here, we'll talk about confidence builders and then we'll move into wrap up. Um, we've talked about therapy a little bit already, but I really do think therapy is a really good place for, um, building confidence because we have to, we're like forced to kind of like deal with some of our stuff and, 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 find out who like really come back to who we are as our own humans and like our own passions and desires and our own needs and whatnot. And so like, we just become more confident in ourselves when we do that. And, you know, I <laughs> connected to therapy. This is different, but it felt like therapy. I had a business mentor last year tell me, Hey, I want you to connect with three or four friends from, um, different stages of your life, like all stages of your life. 
contact a couple people from your childhood, some from high school, some from college, some from your 20s. Um, and then even now, like just contact all of them and ask them what they think your strengths are, what they perceive your strengths to be. And I did that. And I was pretty, um, that was really encouraging to me. And I, I was, I was pretty frank about like, Hey, this is an assignment from, from a business coach and here's my objective. And yeah, I'm fishing for like, it, I didn't say I'm fishing for compliments, but like, I just acknowledge it. Like that's essentially what this is, but like, it really helped with a mindset shift for me and helped with some confidence in some areas that like, I didn't realize people perceived as a strength. Right. And so then I started thinking, Oh, well then I want to learn more about I want to, I want to lean into that and learn how to be confident in that area. You know what I mean? Uh, faith systems can be a place of confidence building. Um, you know, if that's something that you're into, definitely don't neglect it. I think that we get busy and we neglect things like that. Um, invite that back into your world and into your life and, um, create time and be intentional about that because faith systems can really create peace and, uh, confidence. It can build I think there's a lot of more peace and joy in our lives when we have, um, when we are active in those systems that, um, if, if we're in, like I said, if we're into that more knowledge, we don't have time to listen to every podcast or read every book or show up to every masterclass. We just don't. Okay. That's why I keep my podcast really brief. Cause you don't got time for eight minute intros. And I want to introduce Blinkist to you. It's an app that I've, I have no endorsement. And like, I just, I like them. I don't have any, not gaining anything by this, but like, um, it's basically cliff notes for business books and not all business books are on it, but you know, in 20 minutes you can, and you can do time and a half. So in 12 minutes, you can get the point of atomic habits or whatever it is. And then they also have the write-up of that summary. So you can, if you want to read it, instead of listen to it, you can do that. It's really helpful. And you can get those nuggets really fast. Okay. But the more knowledge you have, the more confidence that breeds. Okay. I said, I alluded to this earlier, but like getting burned can build confidence because you just get mad enough. that you are like, it just comes out now. You're like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, no, people aren't going to treat me that way. And so it's easy for me to, I, I look people in the eye. I look clients in the eye now with refine or even like later in my planning career and say, and, and would say things like, you're not going to speak to me that way. I'm a professional partner in this relationship. And you came to me for these reasons. And we're going to work through this as adults and, and with trust. Like I just, I say that and it, and it came from being burned and it came from getting to a place where I'm like, I'm just so done being, I'm just so done. And it takes away from my life and my kids and my marriage. And so getting burned can do that. I'm not saying just go get burned. You'll build confidence, but like you leverage that leverage the the burns you had lever like get mad enough to say what you need to say and like you know build some tact into it but you can do that um baby steps make a huge difference here right so like when you when you give your someone says hey can we meet on saturday you know i've got templates for this it's easy to borrow my words and just say hey look you know i'm, I'm I give that day to my clients, or if I'm not working uh, a wedding that day, then it's a rare day that I have to myself and to be sustainable for you and my best for you, I've got to have rejuvenation here. Like if they can't handle that answer, then too bad, so sad, right? But they're, they don't, uh, typically they don't flinch with that response, okay? And so when you see that they don't flinch, then it's easier to enforce another boundary. So take little baby steps on that and just kind of get the feeling of what it is, what it feels like when they don't flinch and then realize, oh, I can do this. Okay. You don't have to go all in. You can, but 
start with baby steps. And again, community makes a big difference with confidence building because like Haley said, you can come in like, here's the idea I have. What do you think? And someone would be like, oh, nailed it. Or, oh, what if you, what if you rearrange this? I think that would, I would land better or, you know, and then there's also a level of accountability there. Like, and, and someone saying like, wheels up, let's go, you can do this. And then following up the next day, like, did you do it? Right. <laughs> and then that, that falls into the baby step and you realize I can do it. Okay. So that community brings me to our wrap up here where I do want to invite you to the Refine Collective and make sure that you know you have access to an exclusive community of wedding planners and with, with access to Team Refine and having these office hours and being able to be encouraged um, by a mentor, uh, but also by the community. Because like I said, Kim is one of those that that did that recently for someone, you know, and this is a, a brand new planner in our industry. And I think that that really meant the world to this person. I know it did. She told me, she was like, I, she was so, I can't believe someone would do that for me, right? Like it builds people up. Um, inside the collective, you're gonna find monthly education via paid speakers, via myself, um, templates, resources, worksheets, things of that nature. They're all meant to save you time. Um, mentoring like I just talked about the community I've talked about we have some brainstorming sessions and I'll share some topics with you in just a second accountability groups are starting to form we've had some in the past there's um, been one that's lasted for about three years actually um one that just started up and one that's starting up again next week so those are options for you we have a success path that kind of helps you identify where you are in the stage in the life stage of your business and and what education would be helpful to you in that so you're not just cherry picking all over the place right because yeah, it's all helpful information, but is it what you need right now? Okay, so we've got a path for you to follow. And then we've got three years of that content in the resource library. So, I mean, there's not anything we haven't covered. So you can look at the success path and think, oh, this is what I need to cover. This is what I need to be looking at right now. And then go find it in the resource library. Um, the one-on-one -on -one sessions, just to give you kind of an idea of like feedback on those. Sometimes people show up with like, I've got this fire to put out. I need some help. And sometimes people show up like, I don't know what I want to talk about today, but we just... I have a list of things we can go over, like, how's this going in your business? And we talk about it. And Emily here is, is saying, like, brings light bulbs, right? And, and it's, it, that's, they're, they're, these are, these sessions are gold, <laughs> right? Um, sometimes people come just to have human interaction that day. We all work from home and can get stuffy sometimes. Uh, the community part of it, we've, as we've talked about, um, a different Haley, not the one on this session right now, was, was saying here, you know, Amber's authoritative kindness and no BS approach to educational content is refreshing and highly valuable. The advice in the free Facebook group alone is worth its membership count in gold. But as a member of the collective who's purchased all things are fine, I can tell you it only gets better. So this is kind of just like a testament to what's inside behind that wall there. And last one here, Regina, I'm so proud of her. She, you know, was saying that basically she's been able to leave her full-time job based off of the way she's leaned in and utilized the education and um, the members, the, the, friend, the relationship she's built within the membership, um, the one-on-ones and whatnot. So these are the kinds of things that we're walking people through. I talked, I said there's some brainstorming sessions that we do. We just did one on sales pitch square off um, where Haley hosted this. And it was essentially people coming in and doing breakout rooms and sharing their sales pitch and getting feedback and ideas from each other and improving upon that. Okay. And that went really well. We have a request for a design one and a percentage pricing one. So those um, are coming up. The design one will be in June, which, um, and, and the percentage pricing will be either July or August. We need to nail down a date, but 
that I've committed to that. But the design one, people are going to come and like share their tech tools and and show like, here's how I build this mood board. And someone will be like, oh, wait, you, you can do that in Canva or you can do that. And Mary, I had no idea. And just like learn from, from watching and action and sharing mood boards and talking about how we bring our couple's life, our couple's visions to life. Okay. So we're really excited about that one. And uh, the percentage pricing one, we've done this several times. We've done this topic three times now, and this one's going to be a different style, a different format. But this one is where um, I had a, um, I had a member the other day tell me that she increased her revenue by 75% last year based off of our percentage pricing uh, sessions. So the, the, that right there is worth, <laughs> those sessions are pretty incredible. Um, bonus. If you join the Refine Collective between now and Monday, May 22nd, you will get a signing bonus of receiving the wedding planning process kit and the refined course. The wedding planning process kit as of yesterday has been bundled in a different way. So it's beefy and pretty badass. Like there's, there's just a lot in that. You can check that out on the website for more information, but the refined course is pre, it was recorded pre-COVID. So that is, um, You'll see I have short hair in it, I but that information is still pretty, that information is good, and it's really good for training a team, uh, and we have ideas and thoughts about re-recording that, but for now, we're going to just include that in there because there's still so much value to it. Haley will link in the chat here ways that you can join. You can do that either on a monthly basis. There's no contracts involved. It just auto-renews every month. Um, quarterly or annually, the quarterly and annual options are the ones that are going to include that bonus if that's of interest to you. And if you sign up today, like tonight, um, you're going to get access to my to say no guide, which is near completion. It's in, it's in final, final stages of production. It's something that I'm going to present um, on stage in Vegas in June. And so uh, it's not something that's really, I don't really have available for everybody, but I'm really excited about this topic and would love to give you the behind the scenes scoops on it. Um, also, Haley, one thing that we didn't do is list when I talked about um, purging, I want you to, can you link that blog that we've talked about earlier today? There's a blog that I wrote for a mom's blog um, that talks about saying no to birthday parties and volunteering and like doing that in a way that that, you know, if you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another thing and you're creating opportunities for the people that can step in and do it you know, in a way that's not half-hearted because if you show up half-hearted, like no one wins, right? And so read this blog and then that'll be kind of a, a quick teaser on the intro to this alternate ways to say no guide. And you'll, you'll get an idea of like how good that's going to be, okay? So thank you so much for being here. To grab that freebie I've been talking about um, throughout the session, go ahead and pop to show us that you're still here, show us you're still engaged, pop your email address in the chat box, and we'll make sure that you get that. Um, and if you, I don't think I missed any, I don't think I, there are any questions. Were there any no, that I, I missed, Haley? Uh, I do want to remind everybody that the doors, the collective do close on the 22nd, Monday. Mm -hmm. So that fast action and bonus is available today if you do join us. And then um, if you were listening to this afterwards, we, uh, yeah, it does end on the 22nd. So make sure to join. Yeah, perfect. Y'all, that was a lot of content. I like sped way through that. So I hope that it was helpful. I'm seeing the email addresses come in. I appreciate you spending your evening with me and I look forward to, um, some of you are members of the collective. And so I appreciate you being here too. And, um, I'm going to turn the video off and let y'all still pop in your email addresses and we'll get that information to you. So y'all have a good night. Bye.